Hello, you lovely people. Welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. And I am in the very warm studio today, hanging out uh, with you guys. I am painting up this mushroom house. Um, I was here till very late last night, uh, painting terrain for the tournaments. After the Super Series final this weekend, we're starting to hold tournaments at TSN Arena, which is very exciting. Uh, so a week this weekend, we have a bunch of people turning up to play Age of Sigmar. Uh, and so I still have to finish all the boards, which I hadn't forgot about. I just, like, sidelined because of the, the constant hours of doing the TSN stuff. So, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, got to go with that. Hey, Diadrin, thank you for donating a gift subscription to Bob Ross. That's right. Happy little accidents. That's all we're getting. Thank you to Diadrin for... <laughs> Thank you also to Idiot Wind for resubscribing for 17 months, man. That's so awesome. Um, thanks, Glodan. Uh, big love to you. Thanks. Um, that's some almighty gifts of it. I like that Diadrid's got himself a thing now. He's like, I'm going to gift subscribe. Uh, I'm going to give gift subscriptions to <laughs> very famous Twitch accounts. Hey, Shadow Sun. Mm. I think this channel would be improved by having a splash board. So, yes. If you are listening to the podcast or plan on listening to the podcast, Today I'm just going to be chatting away uh, and answering questions and talking about some things. There's one topic maybe I'll talk about. I don't know. I've been uh, I was discussing it with all the other co-hosts last night, and I, maybe I'll bring it up. Maybe I won't bring it up. I'm not really sure. Um, uh, but like I might just yammer away about anything because it's been nice. I haven't seen you guys for a while uh, just to hang out with us. So let's do that, and then we can talk about AOS three or 40k or whatever you guys want. Uh, so it's going to be really fun. Hey Jim Conius, hope you're well. Um, uh, hey, Chugger Buddy, uh, you've got to bring it up now. Uh, yeah, okay, I will, but like, uh, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. It's not that it's controversial; it's just it's more not settled, really, as a as a topic. We will talk about it. There's a <laughs> thanks, Chugger Buddy. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. Apparently, there's uh, there's something uh, Rambo Squirrel is trying to direct me to a Reddit thread about. AOS and how it's not as competitive as 40k um, and I'm trying to find the link uh, some reddit article uh, oh why would 40k uh, is it necessary to port over this format 40k already has a competitive team format where players use different factions draft table layouts uh, so the WTC okay so it's not really anything it's just like a couple of people talking oh that's fine we're gonna do a 40k super series like, so these Reddit people can, like, whatever, just live with it. Like, it works for that too. Lol jokes. Like, it does the same thing. So, um, uh, so I think it's going to be, uh, like, I think, I think 40k Super Series is actually be really exciting. Very exciting. Uh, shaking up the meta, moving things around. Um, uh, like, I think that process is really fun. I think one of the most enthusiastic things I've, uh, one of the things I found most, you know, one of the things I found most enjoyable, I haven't spoken to anyone today. You're the first people I've spoken to, so. One of the most enjoyable things about the TSN has been how enthusiastic the teams have been. They seem to have enjoyed the process more than I would have maybe given them credit for. Um, not because of the teams themselves, because I wasn't, you know, when you, you make anything yourself, you're not really certain people like it. You know, you like bake a cake, you're like, oh, is it nice? And they're like, yeah, it's like, you sure? Like, I don't really have that level of self-confidence. think everything I do is like 11 out of 10. But they seem to have really enjoyed the process, and 
that made me feel great because like i'm really happy that just people enjoyed themselves that's that's probably like one of my key things that i enjoy doing so um winner dave i'm actually uh so after the super series i'm actually gonna talk to all of the team coaches um and we're gonna i'm gonna send out like um uh, uh, a questionnaire thing and then i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe ring a few of them or i might try and organize like a group call and just have like an open forum conversation um uh, yeah, I might have like an open forum conversation where we kind of discuss stuff because I know that Tony had some ideas and I know, uh, Dave, you might have some ideas. Um, so like, like I would like to know what everyone's kind of feedback is. And then I probably will throw it out as like a genuine, genu uh, general Q&A to the community as well. So we'll do that as well. Um, and then we'll do one for the Patreons, like so that like everyone's kind of got their input. So it was to improve it as best as possible, basically. Uh, so we've listened to your feedback. Um uh, oh, Smorgan, did you not get to play this weekend? So I think some places in Australia have unfortunately gone back into lockdown. Uh, by the way, I'm painting up this mushroom house while I talk, and I've really got to get on with it, so uh, I'll try and... If I'm not looking at the screen, apologies. Um, uh, how are you registered to teams, and does anyone want to be a mad uh, want a mad person on the team? Rumble Squirrel, uh, actually, the announcement for that is happening on Saturday for how people can uh, play in future Super Series events. Um... Uh, something that can really easily lack energy and also boring as casual report. No offense. Great job. Eric Sorbonne. No offense. No offense intended. Like, I enjoyed the weekends of coverage, even though they were long and hard work, especially in this little hotbox. Uh, but I've covered Warhammer events, as you guys know, for five years now. Some games are long and boring. That's super okay to say. They are long and boring. Even sometimes when you're playing them. <laughs> but like, oh my god. How many spells do you want to cast? Um, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there's going to be an announcement on Saturday on how people can uh, compete in the next one, uh, and maybe not, um, and 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 maybe we're going to do like a I don't know a shortened uh, a shortened format one maybe later in the year via a different method. But like, we'll talk about that more in the future. Uh, okay, JP, that's great. I'm oh, and Sam Pinto, I love playing the format. Amazing, thanks. I'm glad that. Do you expect any extra units for Sons of Behemoth or more allies for them? McLeod, yes. Eventually, yes. Like if, you know, the arc of time. Um, eventually I would expect there to be more Sons of Behemoth's unit. I think that makes loads of sense because they've been incredibly successful. They've sold really well. Um, I don't think it'd be very hard for them to add more units in. So I think, yes, definitely. When? No idea. Years? Months? Who knows? I imagine not. I imagine at least in the next three years. And my reasoning for that is, is obviously they're creating a monster edition. Um, and so... Be because of that, you would assume that they would just sell more monsters. It kind of makes sense from them, and also for us, really. Like They're like, right, cool, this year, maybe it'll just be the year, this year is just monsters, which is what I always thought they'd do in the original GHB, and they never tried to do it. Instead, they tried to create game parity, which they obviously struggled to do quite a lot. But the initial pitch, when I got told about GHB first, because I got, I got shown the GHB just before I started working for Games Workshop, they are like, oh, every year we'll change it like seasons. And I was like, amazing, that'll be really great. And they don't seem to have committed to that. So while it does look like it's going to be an MSU and therefore uh, a hero monster edition, or at least maybe a year, it would be great if then what we see is the year after them just change it up and make monsters more expensive, have a bunch of infantry or wizards, or I don't know, like infantry be great. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really in for that. I think that that makes a fun year of dynamic gaming and you switch it up. If it was for three years... I don't really want to play Hero Monster Hammer for three years. I think that that's a bit meh. Um, but for a year, super keen with that. Um, uh, Giga Mega Gargan. Play gets to keep the table. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. 
Have you seen the rumours about AOS reinforcing units above their minimum size and being limited to only door? Yes, I have, Rob, everyone. I have. It sounds like what the rumour is, and it feels like it's probably very accurate. I would argue exactly the wording, is that you're able to reinforce your army in a 2,000-point list four times. Okay, zero to four. A reinforcement isn't something that starts off the board. A reinforcement is counted as you take a minimum unit size, be that three Colonel Thunters or ten Free Guild Guard, and you upgrade it one time. So you take it from 10 to 20 or 3 to 6. So there's your upgrade. 10 to 20, 3 to 6, that's your reinforcement. Counts as one reinforcement. And you can only do that in your army four times. So four reinforcements. And that means... Uh, and then the other restrictions are, as I've heard it, uh, that battle line units can only be reinforced... can be reinforced twice. So again, Frigo Guard can go from 10 to 20, which is one, to 30 which is two and that takes out two of your four slots for your whole army list however non-battle line units can only be upgraded once so a salamander yes can only go from one to two if that makes sense yeah so only go from one to two um, and if i was to take four units of salamanders and upgraded them from one to two that would be four for my whole army and that would be the maximum i would be able to do yeah that's the uh that's the uh the rumor. <laughs> Dark side. Doesn't the new hero monster actions make unique characters like Archeo and Ruffy even more powerful when they're already being used in most armies of their factions? Uh, other than Lariel, like, uh, obviously. Uh, but Archeon and Marathi, yes. You expect a points change similar to what we saw with Nagash with the Gravelords um, if Nagash's indication of his points hike is because of AOS 3. Why they would put that in an AOS 2 book, I don't know. Uh, lazy, I guess. But... Uh, either way, you would assume there'd be some point height or Marathi is really good. The monster reactions are, at best, like, okay. They're fine. Like, the hero ones, the plus one save and the plus one to wound is obviously incredible. Or even the heals. I think the heal is going to be more important. Are you gonna, You're going to give your plus one save and your plus one to wound on one big monster unit. Of course, throw it in, murder some stuff, and it survives longer than it previously would have done. More Mega boss and more crush, all those are things. You're absolutely right, Darker Design. I think maybe where it become, becomes more interesting is every hero phase, I, you know, I try and heal D3 wounds on my, like, Skink Priest or my Rune Lord or whatever, you know, like, Comet's Calls being dropped from the other side, and he's like, D3 mortal wounds, you're like, cool, my hero phase, I'm going to heal D3. That's a kind of nice, I think you're going to really have to, because um, you only do one heroic action, right, you're really going to have to ask yourself some questions. But I agree, especially with the minimum unit size thing, with the upgrades, I think that that's going to also make it more... Uh, monsters going to be harder because there's some really interesting things to talk about that why 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 would i upgrade is it for free no uh what what's the question let me just read what everyone's saying yeah no more 40 blocks of skinks that's correct jp although how many skinks do they sell in a box because uh, if they sell 10 i would assume i don't if they sell 10 then probably 10 but if they sell 20 i imagine skinks will go from they'll go to 20 to 40 so marauders for instance they sell them as a box of 20 and then you um, you have either 20 or 40. I would assume they keep that. That's my favorite bit about Age of Sigmar. You buy as many boxes as the models you want. I think that's so good. So good. Love that. Uh, oh, 24. <laughs> well, they just have 24. Like, whose brain does that hurt? 24 or 48? There you go. Or you can still do 20 and 40 if they want. You can just have four dudes knocking around. Um, uh, so what's everyone's question? Hey, Hobby Corner, hope you're well. 
uh, uh, I've never been able to take all the salamanders. Me too, something works. But just paint them blue and turn them into razordons. Uh, more off talking next. Maybe this has been brought up before, but does the new and the spell rules make them double tap in the first hero phase, which uh, move them then move again at the end of the hero phase? Uh, I am expecting a change to predatory and war scrolls. More talking next. That's like we don't know. I don't expect that they'll double tap in the first turn they cast. I would hope not anyway. Um, Chaos warriors are in boxes of sixteen, and do you buy them in fives? Do you buy Chaos warriors in fives? Yeah, see, they could just fuck around with it if they wanted to. Hey, Kelster Go, uh, how are you on conversions on your events? Uh, pretty good. Like, you just got to send me a picture, and as long as it, like, looks like the model you're trying to achieve, then I'm super happy about it. Like, um, same for 3D printed models. As long as it looks like what the unit should be, then I'm super cool with it. Like, I'm actually really excited about uh, whole 3D printed armies playing at the arena. Uh, I know I'm going to make some. Mm, mm, mm. Although, after I finish my Cruel Boys, hashtag Cruel Boy Hype, hashtag bog, uh, Swamp Bogglers, <laughs> hashtag the Swampy Lads, like, I'm so into the Swamp Boys, I don't want to get too excited about it, because it's so good. Um, just send me a picture, man. Um, you said Beast Chaos are going to, in the bin, is it based on rumour sources? It's a scandal. Uh, based on, that's just pure speculation, idiot win. That's pure, I haven't bugged a coffee shop and got that information, that's just speculation. Um, do we still know if units have a cap like zombies I would expect unit sizes and unit points to drastically change in Age of Sigmar 3 I'm expecting a huge huge uh, set of FAQs either on pre-order day uh, or later uh, but I expect that I expect that. I expect they'll do it after pre-orders so that people who get keen buy some stuff make a mistake, and then they have to go buy more stuff. That's what I expect. I don't expect it to be useful for the consumer, but I do expect there to be one. So if you are keen, other than the Dominion box that will sell out, just go buy whatever you want, man. Uh, like, uh, just hold off on buying what you want and just wait to see. If you're buying it for competitive sale, of course. If you're just buying it for fun, then just buy it for fun. That's your, that's your shit. Uh, what am I drinking? I am drinking an oat milk. Don't judge me, all of you. Before I say this, understand that there's... So I don't have dairy because it affects certain areas. I don't have caffeine, so it's decaf uh, because it exploded my heart that one time I was in Canada. Um, and I don't like the strict taste of pure coffee because I'm five. So it's a mocha. So it's an oat milk decaf mocha. Yeah, I know. I know what you're all thinking. And that's fine. I agree. Sorry. That's how you want to take it. That's fine. Um, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's completely fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's everybody saying, chat? Thanks for all the streams during the pandemic. Really has made me waking up for work and coming home excited. Our create game, man. Super happy for that. It, it's fun for me too. Uh, Thunderflux. I wouldn't mind a point system where every model has points cost and you can buy as many as you did instead for certain intervals and maybe some bonus points for different weapon loadouts. Command groups. Why does this sound so familiar? Thunderflux. I wouldn't like that at all. Hate that. Hate that. Hate that in 40k. Do I want 11? Do I want 5? Do I want 7? Fuck that. None of that. Um, may as well drink a mug of hot water with dirt in it. Fuck, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Wait, why drink decaf? Uh, well, so I used to I used to drink a lot of... Um, oh, this isn't what I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about Warhammer again. I used to uh, drink a lot of... Uh, tea and then I switched up to coffee because it's easy to get decaf coffee running around. I like a hot drink, obviously, it's normally cold generally in the UK. Um, and then 
uh, I had all those uh, the heart issues. So then I started drinking decaf, and it really it's just kind of like a uh, like a, a placebo effect. Like you know, I work for I work a lot. Like I started work at nine a.m. yesterday, and I finished at one in the morning last night. That's when I finished. So. Um, it's nice to kind of go out and imagine that I'm getting a little bit of an energy boost from a drink, even if I'm not getting an energy boost from a drink. Like, it's just a fakie. Um, so I trick myself. Topher, thanks for resubscribing. Uh, what does he say? Oat milk Cortado for the win. Yeah, I know it's Pete Coffee Twat, but I don't care. You go, Cortado. You, you go, Topher, sorry. Uh, you do whatever you want. <laughs> um, uh, interesting drink. Is there a way to unsubscribe it and get reimbursed? <laughs> Spare point, Primark. Uh, <laughs> why does Rob drink decaf? This is about, does he really sound like he needs caffeine? Uh, oh man, I used to be so much more hyper. Um, awful coming off caffeine as well, if anyone's ever done it. It's like 10, 11 days of torture. Um, but, and I don't think you even feel better afterwards. Uh, like, I'm just not as interesting now. Uh, is that what you paid the big buck for? Yeah, you got it. Uh, being a school teacher, we're fueled by caffeine. Now I can understand that. Uh, defense, uh, just woke up at 6am to work on IT from home, still need a damn coffee, you got it. Right, okay, uh, does anyone want to, I used to be more hyper, way more hyper, uh, yeah, that's true. Does anyone want to hear, oh fuck, the thing, um, the, okay, alright, just fuck it, I'll bring it up, okay, right. Pinch of salt with this, right, and this is a conversation, not I think there's any intent, and I'll be, and it's in response to Chuckabotty's question earlier, right? <laughs> Is you know when we saw the first Stormcast model? I'm excited about Age of Sigmar three. I, for some reason, I have to put that as a prefix out there because someone is gonna be like, "Oh, it's really negative." I'm not. I'm excited. I like how the new Stormcast look as well. I love the Swamp Bogglers, and I like the Stormcast, right? Um. Uh, so my issue is is when they first showed off the front cover art model Yudastra or whatever her name is she's angelic and I said okay that looks very that looks angelic right um, but then someone was like maybe it's like a Valkyrie and I was like okay yeah maybe it's like a Valkyrie maybe it's uh, you know like more Nordic than it is aggressively like uh, more uh, Christian I guess like is the only real thing like, like it reminds it reminds me of like stuff I, I saw as a kid and you know, stuff in England generally, and, and that sort of idea, like that stuff. Um, and some of which I find like fairly problematic, is all I'm going to say. Like, not for me personally, because really, like, like n the church never really like had any issues with me. Generally, had issues with people who I think people need people who need looking after. You know, like women, and uh, I mean, people from different cultures for a long time, and uh, gay people, and all that other stuff. So. A little bit, like, I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's probably, like, Valkyrie, like Val Valkyrie and stuff, right? Um, heavenly. Thank you. It's more heavenly. Thank you, uh, Diadrine. And, and a specific type of heaven. Anyway, so then I've seen the artwork for the 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 new Age of Sigmar stuff with the cog forts and, and the, the Crusades stuff. And if you go back and listen on the Friday, I said how much I loved it. How much I loved it. But it's just been sitting on me for a couple of days about how in 2021, and I get it, like, the, we'll go through the whole conversation because someone's going to put something, someone's going to put something uh, in the chat about it, and I'm going to completely agree with your point as well. And I was speaking to Hugh Wyeth and the Bamoon on Twitter about this earlier, Marcus, 
So there's a bunch of stuff. I just think the the idea of like a crusade is probably fine. Like, um, or the word crusade is probably fine. But but let me, just hear me out a sec. In 40k, it makes sense loads because the entire thing is satirical. Like the idea of a religious crusade for a creature that everyone treats as a god but didn't want to be a god, i.e. the emperor, who admonished one of his sons and the legion so much that they turned to chaos for treating him as a son, is this ironic take on religious-based fascism. Like, And I'm like, I love that. I love that about 40k. I actually, if you guys listen to me at all, and I'm sure some of you do listen to me a lot, you, the way I talk about it is I really like the monastic take. It's one of the things I really, always really liked about Battlestar Galactica, the remake. Why did the Cylons have such an obsession with God? Like that, that intermix between AI and religion is super fucked. And if you've ever read any Ian M. Banks books, or if you've ever read uh, Peter F. Hamilton, they generally tend to mix sci-fi and religion a lot, or at least the idea of like uh, faith and God with the idea of like almost like um, God-like AI and, and technology. And there's that kind of like intermix, which I think is generally fascinating. So I think in the 40k setting, especially when it's satirical and aimed as satirical, although nowadays I think it's more heroic, more heroic. Um, and so I think I have a bit of a problem with that. Like, it's fine. Like, it's great, in fact. In fact, it's a core principle of what it is, which I'm like, big thumb. I think the issue that I really have with it when it comes to Age of Sigmar is it's not really, like, when Sigmar was, like, retaking the realms, I was like, that's cool with that. I'm, like, cool with that. Um, that's fine but now there's this like crusade and it's like very religious and i know that there are gods so you could be religious when there are gods i just find like it doesn't have the irony uh it doesn't have the irony that i find 40k does and i think like if it was just a crusade whatever then maybe i wouldn't be like so like but you're talking about sigma who is the germanic like from like the old world Germanic blue eyed blonde haired god with thunder warriors, which is like very on the nose already. Um and then they're going out there into the wildlands to to defeat savages. It's just a bit much for me, especially when they have an angel on the front cover, especially when they have like all these all this kind of like and I get what they're going for. They're going for that like that um I 100% really wish I had spoken about this because I'm not trying to upset or offend anyone. I'm just having the conversation. And Nathan said to me earlier, like I was speaking to, I was speaking to all the guys from the show and loads of them made some really good points. They were like, just, it like doesn't really affect me. And I'm like, I get that. I guess it's a personal thing. I'm just kind of like, ugh, I don't like that. And I kind of worry that that might do that to, to other people. And then the, maybe the final point is that very recently in the past four to five years, like the crusades the crusades like as in the historic crusades have been like a very dog whistle um uh, piece of uh like um, like i don't know they've been a dog whistle for like racism in the all right basically and i and I, it's just like like i kind of want to enjoy it like i kind of want to paint up the stormcast but i don't want them to be crusady do you know what i mean like it's like it's a bit much like religious fervor if you're religious or if you have a faith and like that's that's amazing like i hope you're really happy and like it doesn't like i don't want to like i just find religious fervor to be to me unsettling that's all i'm going to try and say my camera hates this like it's like stop talking it's out focused on me <laughs> anyway i need to read what you've all said in the chat now 
So I've kind of said it, um, and then we'll talk about it, I guess. Fuck, I should have spoken about it at all, maybe, I don't know. Just one of those awkward things. Someone brought it up on Twitter, and I was like, it's really brave of you to bring it up on Twitter. Um, because I was going to tweet it out last night and just say I felt uncomfortable about it. And then my co-hosts, who are lovely, we all had this long conversation about how we all felt about it. Um, and they all made some amazing points. So thanks, Coral Dawn, for resubscribing. Um, so, the, yeah, they uh, they were like, oh, maybe just don't. Maybe it's a really bad medium to have the conversation. And I was like, and I knew already this morning I was going to have the conversation with you guys. Like, I knew it. I was like, nothing else is in my head. I just got to get it out there. Um, and it doesn't mean that, like, I don't think Games Workshop, by the way, is in any way, uh, like, dog whistling to racists. I think that they're just really tone deaf and they don't understand it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think in any way Games Workshop are doing anything bad. I think that they're just, they just don't have a PR guy or a, a, a guy who's like, maybe just call it a campaign. Like, maybe just do that. Anyway, let's see what you guys have said. Um, how do you feel that we missed, uh, 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 a path to glory, I was fine with explanation for narrative growth of Warband. Why do a crusade? Uh, uh, it gives you the ick. It does give me the ick. Uh, they are some kind of walking a fine line between just something cool and something just not. Uh, there is a lot of overlap in the imagery employed by Stormcast Eternals and neo-Nazi groups. Zip zap, uh, zip zap, zap, rap is really right. And I would be really conscious with my new setting. 40k can't really remove itself from the setting it already has. It's integral to its IP. But they're creating a new setting. They're creating in the new setting this thing. Um, that's why I'm going to be a swamp boggler and defeat the crusade. That's all I'm going to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Cancelled. Okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't subscribe anyway, so no one cares. Uh, it's. I think it's more of a, a Roman than Nazi Christian crusades. Roman still bastards a lot of it. Uh, of the time, but not that controversial. Yeah, Matty P, they're, they're, I mean, they were very controversial, the Romans. They did enact genocide in France. It took like hundreds of years for the French to recover after the after Caesar's campaigns, because um, that's why they're popular. Like, France is huge. Population is still fairly low. Um, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I don't think that deeply about it, but it's good to have that conversation uh, because others might feel the same way you do. I think that's the key point, propagation. Like, uh, and thanks for saying that. Like, I think there's a whole bunch of people who won't give a fuck who are listening to the show. Like, Rob, shut up. I'm like, I get that. I do. I just wonder that, like, maybe there's some people who maybe feel uncomfortable with it. And I think that, like, at least talking about it once, one time only, not <laughs> a crusade of mine. We're out, boys. End the show. Um, <laughs> is, uh, anyway, is, it, I just want to talk about it. Uh, uh, Diadream says, I wasn't expecting myself, but painting up some Black Templars actually made me feel the same way. Interesting, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Everblight, I feel Crusade is just a word. It's the intention behind it that matters, and it should be seen with the context, not just blanketed. I agree, but the context is a big angel on the front cover from a blue-eyed, uh, blonde-haired god. Just, uh, um, all the bad guys, I keep saying it. That's true. Uh, Dark Design, I think there's a difference between doing New Dawnbringer Crusade, whatever dudes, and bringing some weirdo Dustfolk Stormcast. Uh, yes, that's that's super fair. That's super fair. Uh, I totally agree, Rob. It's dangerous term to go with the modern society. Maybe they're working on a parody of 40k into it. Though. That's actually kind of one of the things that I'm I'm most interested in because, like, I respect Phil um, Kelly, who's the head of the narrative stuff a lot, and I think he's got a lot of like smart things to say. And I'm really hoping that what we're seeing is the same thing. <sighs> the 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 real the real rub or the real trick 
is if Phil uh, and also Games Workshop have taken that uh, firebrand themselves, if they're like, look, we're going to rerun this satirical attack on this kind of like uh, this this kind of ideology. We're like that's what we're going to weave into the narrative. Maybe they're not. I think probably my fear is that they're not going to be that nuanced. But that's really unfair of me, and maybe that they are. Like maybe they've got that like storytelling like grit because they obviously are going darker with all like Grave Lords. Like they've got a darker like color scheme and paint scheme. Um, so of the Stormcast, so of the the Swamp Bogglers, the Cruel Boys. So they're obviously going for like a more grim dark view anyway. The artwork's more grim dark. Um, like they're they're going for that. So maybe they're trying to like recreate that that like order aren't order order aren't the good guys we already know that with marathi and the daughters of cain and all that other stuff and and Ideneth aren't good guys they go steal people all the time so they've already kind of got that in there so i'm hoping what they re- really see yes fish um uh i'm hoping what we see is just a really nuanced clever take because then you've got some really really fun um kind of like exploration into the story but then like is satire dead in 2021 fuck knows man like, I don't know. Um, I think it's very important to be aware of the story behind it, but it shouldn't be censored and or removed. I, I, yeah, no plan for that. For me, because it's not contemporary, it does not rub me up the wrong way. Grand Theft Auto, when you attack a person in a car, is too far. Attacking a knight on a horse is different to me, says Prezi. Fair enough. Coral Dawn, all these atrocities have happened under my names in history. Maybe they hope by highlighting it, they hope to address it. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, maybe Games Workshop are just trying to shift products rather than change the world says l strat uh i agree like <laughs> i agree with you uh f flat strat like i i 100 agree but they also came out with a statement last year that warhammer is for everyone and, and and i worry that maybe that those two aren't in conjunction with each other that's all and i just thought i'd bring it up because i'd like to be always invested in the story and i just don't want to be like ooh, <laughs> ooh. i don't want to play that guy at the tournament who's like yeah i'm like on a crusade and i hate savages and you're like oh dude like maybe like tone it down a bit that's fine with me like like like, well it's not fine with me like like fucking tone it down right uh (laughs) anyway anyway thanks for listening to me if anyone's got any more thoughts in the chat um uh please please do have them uh like i'm open to the conversation again like, I don't think, I think it's just tone deaf, maybe. Uh, and maybe it doesn't matter at all. Like, someone is, someone is going to say, it's just toy soldiers, what does it matter at all? And I'm like, yeah, well, then why do you want there to be upgrade kits for ladies? Like, or why do you want there to be, like, if, if you, and maybe you don't give a fuck about any of that, which is fine. Uh, it's problematic. Uh, <laughs> my Lumineth are here to cleanse the realms of all this pond scum. That's correct, JP, 100%. Um, uh, reminds me on that scene on Peep Show where Mark slowly realizes the guy at World War Two laugh is actually racist, not just pretending to be racist. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my worry. I don't want to be like oh, he's a good lad. He's a good. But do we use that term? I'm not sure. Uh, hey Pete, the original Rogue Trader era 40k was noticeably tongue in cheek, and there was obvious nods to 2000 AD Judge Dread type satire. That specific tone has been missing from the books for a long time, so if you're coming in fresh, you may not be reading all with the context in mind. And Pete, I hugely agree with that. Gorkamorka by savages mean the barbarian groups that worship chaos gods that are all about torture and like eating people, Rob. Uh, probably bone splitters, like uh, native peoples in love with the land who hunt monsters. Bit problematic there, Gorkamorka, I'd say, but like. Uh, <laughs> uh, Soulcar players are like, are we the bad guys? <laughs> 
All right, good. Let's just have fun with this now. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for letting me get it out of my system, at least. Uh, because who knows? Like, um, and it doesn't really matter. I just want people, I want people who are already in the hobby to know that, like, I want them to be in the hobby and I want them to be safe and well. And I want people who have not entered the hobby yet to think that it's a nice place for them to come and join in. Because there's been some articles recently, a fucking terrible article by Vice or someone else about why women aren't in the hobby. And I'm like, like, none of that. Like, I couldn't think of a more accepting and warm group of people to go play Warhammer with. The fucking forums and your discords or whatever may be full of hot shit. Not sure. But I don't go there. I go to tournaments and everyone's wicked. Like, if a bunch of women wanted to come play Warhammer right now at the weekend at the Super Series with all the guys, eight incredible human beings to play Warhammer with. That's, like, fucking what else could I say? Like, so, like, I, I think they'd have a great time. That's what I'm saying. Um, so... Uh, thanks for trusting the chat with this topic, to be honest. Oh, I mean, we've worked really hard to get a good crowd on uh, The Honest Wargamer, so I'm really lucky that both the podcast audience and YouTubers and also you guys are brilliant people. Like, we can have good chats and then take the piss, which I think is good. Let me read all the points in the chat. I'd be more worried about the lightning bolt emblems on the blue-eyed Thunder Warriors. Uh, there's a lot of very far-right imagery in Stormcast already. Coral Dawn, uh, 100%. I wanted to put uh, Punisher Skull on my Space Marines, and then when I Google search for an image of a bunch of racist shit at Vayne, uh, and I unknowingly put some white pride shit on my toys, says Mighty P. It's an issue, right? Like, And in some cases, you don't even know. Like, some stuff's, like, fucking Romans are cool. Like, everyone was gladiator. Like, fucking Romans are cool. And then, like, all the racists are like, we love this shit. You're like, oh, dudes. Like, <laughs> fucking stop seeing that. Like, uh, the Norse stuff. All the Norse stuff. Apparently, they're all, like, all the fucking racists love all the Norse imagery. And I fucking love Odin. And the fucking crows and the hammer and the molnir. That's wicked shit. Like, ah, oh, stop seeing all the good shit, you fucking dirtbags. Um, uh, I watched 3.0 Box Reveal on 2 Plus YouTube channel and he called out how Games Retro Guys used the term lynch during the presentation. He was like, oof, maybe not the best of terms. Ah, oh, well done, 2 Plus stuff. Uh, my Death Guard narrative is all about them trying to cause a system wide pandemic. Is that okay? Nikos, I'm not the arbiter, and nor am I trying to be the arbiter of what's okay and what's not okay. I'm just talking about my feelings on a thing, and yes. But mainly, Nick, if you can make it so they don't cause a pandemic in my army, and then they die, so I beat you, fuck you. That's what I think. <laughs> hey, hey, Tristan, I really appreciate you talking about this. Islamophobia being so ingrained into some parts of our culture needs to be pointed out. People not seeing why something is being called a crusade is very sus, is why talking about it is important. It's just a chat for all of us, right? Hey Primark Primark, it's an interesting topic. In real life people use uh, a belief in an imagery god to justify demonize other peoples, but in AOS the god is actually real and other people are actually demons and monsters. <laughs> That's like a solid point, right? Like, um, so like, if anything, the term crusade in real life is like fake. They're like, because it's, they're not doing, they're not doing, there's, uh, they're not doing what they say, which is like enacting the will of a god, and they're not really fighting demons, they're just fighting other human beings. But in Age of Sigmar, they're actually enacting a will of a god, and they're actually fighting demons and monsters. So probably the best use of it is in Age of Sigmar. So maybe I'm fucking super wrong, and I shouldn't feel uncomfortable, I guess. Um, uh, the twerk weirdo that I saw in Macron the other day uh, was ID'd as a wargamer. Was he? Fuck! Uh... Love that you think uh, about this sort of stuff when you go to my friends and see like shit. It makes me look smarter. Uh, <laughs> good. 
Uh, hey, Kitsune Adventures. I'm a transgender female. I feel safer in AOS tournaments or a friendly game store than a pub. Well, I'm glad. And you should, because they're wonderful places to go Warhammer. Uh, to, to hang out with people, I'd say. Um, <laughs> I'm not reading that out. It goes back to the glorification of violence. I mean, this whole thing is about murder war at the baseline. Society has a weird view on violence. Just look at the film classification for murder compared to sex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many good points being made in the chat. Thanks, everyone. Whatever we do, got to be careful. Tabletop war games don't slip into the trap D&D. It had recently when now the game company had released statements about being sorry for having orcs as the bad guys. It does make sense. Like, hey, Broccoli Boy, thanks for resubscribing, by the way, for five months. And also, just big love on all your Gargant love at the minute. It looks great. Uh, hey, Nurgle Matthew, secret safe uh, with Chaos Players. That's right. Just stay with Chaos Players and you'll be fine. Um, anyway, yeah, and... Uh, wait, I, I agree, it's also important we can discuss these things without assigning blame. A lot of prejudice is ingrained, and so other than that, being sus would say it's an education thing. Yeah, I think it's a conversation thing. Like, we're a group of adults, right? We're a group of adults, like, on, like, who love this hobby, and we're just chatting about, fucking hell, let's talk about something else now. I love that I can have the conversation with you, because it just means we're a group of adults having a conversation, and then that means that's fine. And that means if we ever did come up against something that was highly problematic, we could all have a chat about it. Uh, um, uh, so I think that that's like important for us all to do, right? Anyway, should we talk about something else? Cruel boys? Do you want to talk about cruel boys? Mm -mm. Lists are in for the final tomorrow. Lists are already in actually, but haven't looked at them yet. I'm looking after them over the show in case I accidentally slipped and said something. But excited about the Super Series final. Woo woo! Are we going to see Gargans again? People keep sending me pictures. They're like, oh, I've watched all your coverage now, and I and now I've bought Gargans. I'm like, that's not the point. They've done terribly at the event. Why am I like? Why am I repping for these? Um, uh, how saw a reference on Grand Strategies in the latest article. What are your thoughts on it? Interesting, MJ. Uh, if I was to say anything, I would say that Grand Strategies sound like a tertiary objective that you score at the end of a battle and are worth three victory points. Is how I kind of like imagine it in my head. I also imagine in my head that the primary objectives will change compared to how they are now. For example, I would assume that the primary objectives are going to be you hold one, it's worth one VP. You hold two, it's worth an additional VP. And if you hold more than your opponent, that would be worth plus one VP. So in total, you would score a maximum of three victory points for holding the primaries. That's what I imagine off the top of my head. Which means in total... For scoring primaries, you max out at 15 victory points for the end of a, of a, of a match. So I imagine the scenarios are going to change very, very differently to how they are now. And that's exactly like 40k scoring. It's how I imagine. I, then I imagine that there are a bunch of secondaries. I don't know what we would call them. We could call them anything. Battle tactics. Let's try that. Let's just assume that they're that. right? And I imagine that you pick those at the start of your hero phase let's imagine, and then you have to achieve them at the end of your hero phase. Uh, sorry, no, sorry, at the end of your, your player turn. So choose in your hero phase. So battle round starts, let's call it battle round two, I go first. I have to choose my secondary, my battle tactic, in my hero phase, and I have to achieve it at the end of my player turn. That's what I have to do. So I'll choose five over the course of... I'll choose five over the course of um, uh, a game. And then those will be worth, let's say, two victory points. So uh, so that'll be 
10 victory points that I can potentially achieve from my secondary. So let's talk through it again. Primary, potentially worth three per turn, although I have to score more than my opponent for three. So I imagine I'll hold two, so I'll probably get two. So on average, I'll average about 10 victory points over the course of a game. Then my secondaries are worth two per turn. So at the end of a game, I'll probably score about 10. So that kind of makes them as equally as important as each other. And then my grand strategy, which is the third thing, I score at the end of the round. Um, and then that is worth three victory points if I achieve it. So, and that's written on your army list, let's assume, right? So uh, that sounds pretty exciting for, for scoring. Uh, it makes it play very like 40k. It'll play, there'll be a very different tempo to how you play in Age of Sigma, for example. Uh, and that is uh, very different. I like the secondaries. I want everyone to know that. I don't like the primary change because I think what will happen is people will sit on two objectives. You'll shoot off those two objectives. Yeah. And then you'll just trade secondaries because uh, you'll be like, I'll just get 10 and then I'll trade and only get myself 10. Um, and then the, the then I'll try and get my grand strategy. Um, uh, but like, uh, yeah, anyway, like, the, I think it's interesting. I think it slows the game down a little bit more on top of the hero reactions, the monster reactions, the uh, moving in the spells of every hero phase, the monster reactions every turn. I now, at the beginning of each turn, have to track a set of secondaries at the beginning of each turn. I think it's probably a lot. Um, but yeah, that's what I would, uh, that's how I would imagine those tertiaries and secondaries are going to work. Again, guesswork from me. I imagine. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <Cruel> boy. <laughs> uh, do you think AOS 3 will get 40k actions, Rob? No, I don't think that. Um, smaller margins rather than draws, which are kind of like, yes, smaller margins. Yeah, it's going to be down to those like one points, two points, says uh, uh, Seb. And I, I kind of, I actually like the scoring system other than the slowing down, but it inherently changes how we play the core game. So normally, uh, let's say focal points. Maybe what I do is I run all my dudes forward, I hold all those objectives for a bit, and then I kind of die. So the tempo of my army is just kind of try to hold till turn three. That changes up a lot when um, then I only get like one bonus point. So actually, it really benefits armies that can kind of like keep units on the board or even late game summoning. Um, I, I think, I mean, just in theory in my head. Uh, will new Stormcast be playable, do you think? Yes, I think they'll be super playable. Um, I think they will get something like uh, Iron Jaws Range. Oh, so, sorry, talking about that. Mandolis, uh, Cruel Boys are implied to not get separate battle term and instead update for Warcrans 1. Uh, thought that possibly them getting a limited model range as a result. Hope not, Mandolis. Like, I'm going in. Well, I mean, kind of. Like, I kind of hope that they do uh, two waves of Cruel Boys. That's what I'm saying, because I just want more Cruel Boys models. So, I don't know if everyone else wants Cruel Boys models, but I want Cruel Boys models. So many. Um, uh, but I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping the Sin guy did the Crawl Boys book. Come on, let's go. Uh, what someone else said? How much do we have to club together for Rod to play Gargants for a year? You can't pay me. You can't pay me. I don't. I don't, can't be asked. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm loving uh, here. There are new super buff guys on two plus save Crawl Boys. Hold my beer. More wins on hits. Yes. Uh, any news on monsters here as holding objectives? It looks like they would get a buff. Yes, monsters count as five, and five wound models count as two per one. So if, let's say, I had a unit of two Alapexes, they would count as four, um, so two per one, because it's five, and a monster would count as five. I hope that doubles up 
with a Stonehorn's ability to count as uh, 10, and then so they're on 15. And then I hope a Gargant's ability goes from 20 to 25. It's a monster, and it's also got mightier than righty. So, but it, uh, but mightier than righty overrides how it scores. So maybe it's not worth that, or maybe it's worth that. Um, uh, I did not go Walk. I did not watch that. Uh, aren't cruel boys being put into the Warclans book? Apparently, but I don't know. Maybe they're getting their own book. Maybe they're also getting a Warclans book. I would I like them to get their own book. Is that too much to ask that you couldn't just? But then with the rumor that Grungy's coming back, and we're going to see. Uh, all the dwarves cohesed together, so fire slayers and carriage and overlords, and maybe dispossessed or put into a book. Maybe this is something that they're going to do. They're just going to stick everything into, like, uh, smaller books. Weird. I like. I think that they would want to make as many books as they possibly can. But I imagine we're going to get a load of campaign books. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Twitch chat, make me a bet. Make me a bet. I think less than three months from the release of the game. Less than three months before we hear about our first campaign book. So the, the the campaign books that they're doing in 40k, less than three three months, I think, before we see the new book, I would say. Um, uh, I have the Warcan keyword. Uh, it'd be good to rewrite the uh, original book uh, with nice bonus bits updates. Yes. Uh, they are trying to limit the books. Maybe they are trying to limit the books. That's a good idea. Uh, you're going to give them three whole months. I'm just giving them three months. Bet your eyebrows. <laughs> I'm not betting my eyebrows. <laughs> no. <laughs> Two months. Okay. Three days. Bobbin, what? Um, August is the first campaign book. So they put yourself in. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, the thing is most worried about is the no multiple command abilities per turn per phase. Why are you worried about that, Shelltog? I think that that's really good. Um... Uh, hey, Ambiguous Pair, when AOS 3 is released, can you do a show on shooting? Can't wait to have starting contests, staring contests with my opponents. A show on shooting, sure. What do you want to have a show? What do you want me to talk about? That's the question. Hey, Arcane Ring, salutations. Given the changes to currency and some of the rumor changes to unit sizes, thoughts on the utility of Blade Lords, thinking their value may be higher than they were in AOS 2.0. Uh, I still just don't like Blade Lords. I know some people have them, but they're super cheap. I know take them don't take them like i think they're fine um i don't i just don't love them if that helps mm. um what about uh rick and smith what about uh sub faction supplements like blood angels etc yeah i i would expect that for stormcast i'd be very very expectant that we'll get a space marine style supplements for the stormcast book i would think um uh, yeah, I would think that that's definitely going to happen. We'll see whether or not it does, but and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I would think that that's likely, uh, but we'll see. Uh, a lot of books need the stacking command abilities more than others, death specifically, so Bone Reapers get trashed by the rule, Grave Lords get hurt quite a lot as well. Uh, it depends when you do the command ability. Like, I think the rule is that you can only use a command ability once, or a unit can only be affected by a command ability once per phase, which means that if you put it on them earlier in the t game, for instance, in the hero phase or maybe the charge phase, then you should be fine, uh, and is and is all good, uh, ultimately. Um, uh, Field of beasts, etc. I think, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, campaign book with uh, with the word beasts in. Yeah, cause it's all about hunting monsters and stuff, isn't it? With showing off of the new terrain, I'm really amused at how much Games Workshop is making things that are as close to Lord of the Rings without being Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Also, the new terrain. Yeah, let's talk about that. They've made uh, they've made L shapes in. Uh... <laughs> Does anyone want a quick conspiracy theory? 
quick conspiracy theory if you want to throw one out there um, from my mad mind, but I'll throw it out very quick. They've not done much to affect shooting unless they change points drastically in uh, the updates that we're going to see. They haven't done that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, bit of a problem some of those units are shooting, but fine. Now, looking at 40k as well. If you buy loads of terrain and flood your board with terrain and make it so that you can't uh, shoot through stuff because you've given it the overgrown keyword, um, then you uh, have solved for shooting. So it's like, hey, there's a problem when you don't buy our terrain, but if you buy all of our terrain, you'll solve the problem. So that's my conspiracy theory. Just keep it with yourself. Might be useless. Might be really useful. Um, uh, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and then they've released uh, terrain, which is like terrain, right? Uh, whatever. Uh, oh, it's like uh, uh, it's uh, like L shapes, like 40k. They've released Sigma L shapes. So there we go. Um, uh, <laughs> why is the L shaped terrain so good? Because it's scruff. So effectively, what happens is, is if you, I mean, if you just draw it out on a piece of paper uh, for yourself, just do an L. Um, when you do a box, you can really only hide like uh, on the edge of the box, and then the other units have to go wide to be able to shoot them. However, if you go inside the L, it covers your covered from more angles or more severe angles. So it's it's a it's a safer area in which to put your troops, like and they're covered from more angles than you would be if you were just behind a box, like or imagine a line, um, because you get the line and then a shape. Whereas against a box or a flat box, you don't get the you don't get the other angle, so you're basically protected from two angles as opposed to just the one against a flat shape. So that's why the L is generally better, or a, a hollow L as opposed to like a, a square. Um, how much terrain do you think you would need at a minimum for the new board size? I am doing. This is a 10 inch by 5 inch piece of terrain that you guys can see here. Uh, that's one. I'm doing two. No, doing four of these. On a piece of on a board, and I am doing um, uh, wait ten inches by nine inches. Sorry, this is this is ten inches by nine inches, and I've done four of these, and then I've done four for a board for an eight uh, for eight pieces in total that are five inches by nine inches. So ten by nine, five by nine, four and four is what I've done for my board. Uh, well, my boards, um, and that feels pretty dense, pretty nice. Um, thumbnail have you uh rumble score as you have an army of printers and will soon have all the boards done it's not some tsm board sets to train no because these are designs aren't mine but maybe once i like hire a designer to do the um uh do some boards for me uh some design some boards for me but that requires money up front right because like you go to any design like i promise we'll make loads of money together like shut up mate like come on i'm not working for free which is super fair so i was gonna have to um uh, nut up myself and then pay for it so and i don't have that money yet but maybe next couple of months that'd be really fun uh, and then yeah we'll we'll do some boards that we could sell um or people can just print at home i think i'm probably more likely to make it so people can print their own boards i'm more excited for that um but then we we could also do some that we, we sell as well uh because like i think you just freeing yourself from having to like pay me a bit of profit like it's cool if you want to um but you could do them yourself it's quite fun um, yeah, some Norwegian dude. Yeah, the printers go. Brr. 
really really fun it's so so cool like uh, what's nice about the the printers if i can just chat about it in a minute is like i've got super excited about the swamp bogglers of course and then i just immediately started looking up some terrain stls so while it's awesome that they're doing some new uh sigmarite and uh sigma style pieces of terrain if they don't do like an entire board's worth of swamp boggler terrain then you know unless you look outside of games workshop's ecosystem you don't have access to to doing something like that but there's loads of stls for swamp stuff um so you can do some really awesome boards and i think that's something i'm probably very excited about i think eventually i'd try and i i'd like to try this is just like a personal thing i'd like to do a board for maybe every faction so like a seaboard um you know for Ideneth and then like a more mountain board there's an amazing jp there is an amazing lumineth oh god uh who are they by who are they by one second let me try and find it like these wind temple things and they're fucking massive let me try and find the name of it they're so good they're so so good uh it's super worth you guys checking this out Rain. Ah, Hooksia. This is it. Um, I'll try and Google it. One sec. I'll, I'll Google it and I'll show you guys on the screen. It's really, really good. Hooksia or something. Hooksia. STL. Is that going to find it for me? Oh, yes. This one. Uh, boom. Uh, who's it by? Uh, come on, 3D printable, Dark Realms it's by, Dark Realms, let's go find these, I'll go find this for you guys, sorry podcast dudes, this isn't fun at all, um, but, uh, my mini factory, and, uh, who are they called, Dark Realms, Dark Realms, let's go find this, this is super cool, um, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah i'll let you know jp it's gonna be fucking pricey i'll tell you that um uh let me show you guys because this is awesome 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 um sorry just talk amongst yourselves <laughs> says the streamer that is terrible streaming isn't it just talk amongst yourselves or just give me just give me a sec okay um why is this loaded weird this is fucking weird right okay we got it boys there we go. So the one I'm talking about is uh, Wind Temple, Wind Temple, Wind Temple, Wind Temple, Wind Temple, Wind Temple. Come on, come on. There it is. There it is. Look at this bad boy. Look at that. Like uh, it's huge as well. The pieces are massive. Um, so yeah, H U A. XIA and it's by Dark Realms on uh, well they they've probably got a, a a Patreon but this is their mini my mini factory page yeah that's so cool right so there's that one um, and there's more than that so that's the floating islands and then there's this kind of like a floating realm gate as well so this bad boy is awesome look at that but the pieces are massive yeah um, it looks good right yeah ooh last airbender yeah but imagine a board of that but it's it's so big. Like I like started to put it onto the slicing program that you use to design it, and I was like, I'm, I've only got little printers uh, for like this, and this is like big printer. This is big boy printer stuff, and I don't have big boy printer money, so this is like fucking sexy. 
Um, so I'll try and like eventually do this, but I'm I'm a bit pushed for time at the minute. But eventually I'm going to do a board for that for like Lumina. And I think I'd just like to do a board for every like race. And there's pretty much designs out there, right? Um, AOSP, man, these are good, right? Yeah, these are so pretty. Fox donks for days. Yeah, love the height of those. Would be awesome to play on. Yeah, it would be really nice. Yeah, yeah. But that's what's exciting about uh, like so the agency martyring that's by, uh, by Games Workshop is super cool. Like, don't get me wrong, people are like, yes, but I'm like, man, tell me that that's not fucking rad for some elf bros. Um, put this on the 3D print show. Yeah, I, I will do, yeah. Uh, I would love a board of flying carriage and overlord steampunk cities. Or is there something like that? Um, I don't know. Oh, wait, this final one. This final one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This one's fucking sexy. This is huge on the print bed. Look at that. You guys see? Oh, I'll try and make it bigger. Go bigger? It's not going to go This is what we're Look at this massive stonks. It's wicked. Um, it just looks great. And there's like a little rod so you can have it. Uh, it look, just looks good. What's the name of the website? The website's called myminifactory.com. And the designer is called Dark Realms. So I'll put a link in the chat now. My Mini Factory is where you can look at loads of designers and all the stuff that they, they produce and you can buy them. Um, and then it's a really nice place for you to kind of like. But then you sometimes like lose track of where these are from sometimes. Uh, so, it's. Um, I spoke to the guys that actually run the website. They phoned me and asked me if I wanted to do some um, uh, advertising for them. I said no, we don't take any sponsorship. But I, like, but I, <laughs> but they were like, I was like, but I'll talk about it anyway because I like it. And they were like, oh, so you don't want anything? I was like, no, I don't want anything. I'm just going to talk about stuff I like. That's how things work. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, percussive scruff. Thanks for donating twenty pounds to the show and then doing some. You did a video thing. You did a video thing. That was awesome. Thanks, Progressive Scruff. Oh, that's so cool. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> that, was ra that was rad. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's fun. I I'd like to do that board uh, anyway later. There's obviously they do. There's like loads and loads of people do. I'm just going on one now. There's no theme to this show today. This is like fucking all over the place. But there's loads of. Um, they obviously all of these different designers always do a fucking city. You know, like I'll show you this one. Like. They do like this. They're like, hey, do you want to come and hang out in like this generic medieval city? You're like, yeah, I do. But there's loads of those, so you don't have to stress yourself too much. Um, uh, why don't you want any sponsorship? So the, so we don't take any sponsorship, so we're only paid for by you guys on Twitch and then the Honest Wargamer uh, Patreon people. Uh, and then that way, like whatever I say, you guys can trust that it's just my stuff. Like it's what I feel. Even if it's wrong, like... It's just like, I like this, I don't like this. No one's ever paid me any money, so you can just trust me, right? Like, um, that's that's why we don't do that Couch Warrior. Uh, Painting is going terribly. I'm going to end the show soon. I just want to show you some more cool models, because let's fucking do it, because this is always really fun. <laughs> this is just, it's just like, hey, do you want to be a child of me and look at really cool stuff? So this one's fun. If you wanted to build, like, a Sanesh, like, city, I guess? So this is still just the same designer. So this is a different month. So he's gone for this kind of like Arabian um, design here. So like there's like a nice market. And I really wanted, when we were doing setting up the Super Series terrain, one of the ones we discussed but we didn't have time for um, was doing a kind of like a Chaos Bazaar and doing a like, so this would look awesome, you know, with like um, maybe sandstone or some pink cloth and then just tie it in with like a Sanesh army would look really, really pretty, I think. You could do some really, really fun stuff with that. Um, and then he, there's like a, there's this one here. Um, 
uh, this is an insight to inner workings for no idea. This is how it works. This is it. But look at that. That would be cool, right? And then it would be so fun to build your, uh, to put your Slash Force on top of it, right? Um, it's honest, but maybe consider sponsorship for something completely relevant, like some veg company or traders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, Eric Sorbonne. I'll take that. I'll take that. Maybe, maybe some water producers or something. Uh, uh, right, anyway. And also, just, just uh, as a side note, all these are done on a plastic printer, so they use something called PLA. Um, I buy, I've got Ender 3 Pros, Ender 3 V2s, Pros. So there's like a, there's an updated version, but there's another version which you can get for about 160 to 180 English pounds now. Um, the cheapest I found it, and I was on a website called banggood.com, um, is where I found some stuff and I found some deals and they were like 170 quid. Um, so like crazy cheap. Um, so I, cause I sold a bunch of camera stiff stuff earlier in the year, like, uh, like my point and shoot stuff. So I used some of that money to buy more of this. Um, and then you could print some of this terrain for like 10, 10 to 15 pounds a piece, like, which is obviously like 50 pounds cheaper than you'd buy from games workshop. So, um, uh, <laughs> what's the best PLA printer now? I honestly don't know Tristan cause I basically buy the cheapest PLA printer as opposed to the best PLA printer. But in my mind, I get good enough prints for terrain off the uh, Creality Ender 3 Pros. So I get good enough prints off those, which are like quite old, um, and they're cheap enough that for the price of like a good large bed printer, which normally costs like 450 500 I can get three printers, so they're printing three times as much. And like the, the, like I probably will wait two or three years before I upgrade to getting something like really big and really fancy because um, uh, like speed is the issue and it's probably better to get a couple of cheap ones if you've got the space than it is to get one good one um, but again I'm new at it I've only been doing it since Christmas so I'm not an expert so don't 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 go me on that um, and it does pay for itself in like three to four prints how long does it take for one printer to print one table of terrain for you uh, I would probably put it somewhere between a week and two weeks, depending on what you're printing. Like if you're printing like small crystals or like this mushroom house, I think so the mushroom house you guys can see, it's got a lid. There's the lid. I think the lid took about like eight hours and then the body took about 20. So it's about 24, uh, like about 20, 30 hours. So that's about how long that took. But um, when you're doing something that big, so that'll be like the bottom layer will be like two or three pieces the mid layer will be another piece. The top layer will be two or three pieces. So that could take something up to like two or three days to print this thing. Oh, you guys can't see it. To print the thing that you're seeing on screen there. That Hurricane Temple stuff that we saw earlier, Hooksia, or whatever it was called, that would take days per piece. Um, so that would probably take you like three, maybe three weeks, maybe a month to do a board's worth for that because it's just so big. Uh, so it really depends on what you're printing ultimately. But so somewhere between like a, a week to a month and I know a month sounds like a lot, but it's the cost. It's so much cheaper, like very cheap. Um, uh, uh, working with an Elegoo Mars 2 Pro for my Patreon work, it's cheap and super good, says Outnot. Yeah, also Outnot's got a really awesome uh, Patreon if you guys want to go and check it out. And Outnot, if you want to throw it in the chat, feel free, um, where he does like 3D designs and minis. And I don't mind, just throw it in there, man. Like if anyone wants to check it out, people don't have to subscribe. You can go check it out. Uh, it's worth looking at. I subscribe. I think it's really cool. Really nice stuff. Um, what's the power cost for the printer having to run for a month straight? Shell toggle, that's the one thing I haven't worked out, to be fair. Like, I'm not very good at that bit. 
Um, so I haven't like worked out what the the cost is for that. So you you would add that on, obviously. Uh, I'm not really sure, but I don't think it's super expensive. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, what sort of layer width do you have for your printers, Rob? Uh, I print at so this is super techy now for everyone. Uh, but I print at 0.08 as opposed to um, uh, like so. Normally, when you get your printer, it'll, like the default, it'll be set at 2.0. Um, but I I I print at 0.08. Zero 0.08 and if I was wanting to be fast I'd print at 0.12 and my layer heights and that's pretty much the only thing I really like change around I don't change speed or fan settings or any of that other jazz um, uh, how many prints have you printed in four months as uh, old Pete yeah loads <laughs> what's the nozzle size 0 0.4 0 0.4 on the nozzle um, and I haven't changed that around either I haven't done any experimenting the thing is is I bought the thing Thanks to you guys at Christmas. I bought the thing, I use the thing, and immediately it worked perfect. So I haven't really fucked with it, if that makes sense. I haven't tried to do anything that it's not really designed for. I haven't tried to print minis at super small like specs. I like I haven't tried to like do anything like I haven't tried to like push its scope. It's just like it's like this will print terrain really nice. And you're like, cool. Just keep doing that. Like so I haven't I haven't really done any of the like at customization and experimentation because they're just the workhorses. So like, and it's something you guys should get into, honestly. Like, if not just for doing like um, little bits, like so you know, like you might buy yourself an Archeon or um, that you just Angel Lady. Um, you could print yourself out an awesome little bit of extra thing for a base for super cheap tokens for yourself if you wanted to do tokens. Um, there's so much cool stuff, and they're like, I don't know if you're in this hobby. I think a couple of hundred quid feels like almost nothing uh, to be a part of like to give yourself that freedom in the future to just print what you like um, great for basic materials and other stuff do you think once you printed everything you want you will allow people to rent your printers to print stuff for them to profit shelter I'm probably just gonna print stuff I'm gonna keep printing terrain for the arena um, uh, I'm gonna do that for a while and then probably I honestly don't know at the minute I've just got this goal oh, I've still got I've just got to do these eight tables worth of terrain right uh, 16 tables worth of terrain so that's my like end goal after that i'm not really sure like i think we could probably print stuff to sell um and then we could print stuff but like it's not really in my like scope right now it's not really the goal uh, the minute it's just make kick-ass tables and then after that probably do that stuff um uh join late and this is the first thing i saw we talked through the printers it got really personal today <laughs> it's got both <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Oh yeah. Also, fuck Wargaming Dad. Really good point. Just get a printer and print yourself bases. I printed a ton of bases and they were dumb cheap. Although Nick in the chat, if he's still in the chat, Nikos, um, he buys a bunch of MDF bases off uh, eBay and they work out about the same price. So, like, I get that you could do something like bulk, like, and these were plain bases. They weren't textured bases. I think if you were doing textured bases, it might be worth it. But I'd probably buy MDF bases or something offline which are about the same cost and i would use the printer to print and sculpt stuff that you can't print and sculpt if that makes sense like get the grunt work done on mdf bases somewhere else and then just don't have your printer doing grunt work i'd say um all right that's a good idea the hidden issue with 3d printing is you end up with loads of terrain and then you have to paint them oh fucking hell i know which is a good point for me to leave because i've got a lot of printing to do painting to do uh, how does 3D printed basing work? Is it the whole base or just something that goes on top? 
um, and how do you glue the model to its super glue? Yes, you use super glue to stick your model to the base. Quick tip for Arcane Ring and anyone else is I only use super glue to stick my models to the base. So what I do is I print, uh, print and or create my bases separately, like whether it be milliput or whatever else. I paint my models on separate plane bases, which I've put a little tiny bit of super glue on the feet, and then I, um, and then I stick them to those, and then I use those to uh, base spray them on, and I paint them on there. Um, and then I stick oh, a good example. I'll show you. Oh, one sec. So this ogre, as you guys can see, uh, I've stuck him on the base. So a bit of super glue, touch of super glue at the bottom, uh, and then I'm going to paint him up, and then I'll stick him on the base which I've already painted. So that makes it it just makes it easier, basically. Uh, uh, next week, Most in Power, the first AOS event is next week which is going to be fun, a super series. Do you think resin printers are cost-effective for resin scenic, resin scenic bases? Yes, born again, mad child. I get, if you're doing 25, 32s, yes. Um, I mean, even the larger bases work out about the same price from getting them from uh, like one of those 3D uh, like design, uh, one of those um, uh, resin base companies, because there are a bunch of those, right? Uh, but they're incredibly cost-effective when you're doing 25 and 32s. The reason that it gets kind of like more parity as you go higher up is because you're just using more resin. Um, but yeah, like uh, for doing 32, and, and, uh, 32, 25 and 40 mil bases, I would say that doing resin printed bases is super cost-effective um, versus buying them from a, a different company. I guess you've got the same, you've got to take the printer into account and I kind of, I'm not really taking that into account. But you're also printing minis which are like pennies versus games workshop so um uh and primark primark su uh, yeah super glue and models to bases also make it easy to rebase the arm in the future and that's a really really good point as well uh uh right yeah sweet all right well i gotta go um because i've got loads to paint uh and that's what i'm gonna be doing until like 1am or something so listen it's been lovely today thanks for letting me have a ramble at the end definitely about fucking all sorts uh, thanks for uh, the conversation we had earlier. Like, if anyone has any thoughts, you can always message me. Like, it's not meant to be uh, like a firebrand issue. It's just meant to be something that we discuss as adults, which is fun. And then now it's out of the way. I don't have to have that conversation. I could just still be excited in the future, right? Um, like about because I'm I'm probably going to get into the stormcast as well. I think the stormcast are really good. I'm still waiting to see those dragon cavalry, which apparently come in. Um, so whatever they look like, woohoo! Uh, it's going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, it's been lovely talking to you all. You're all wonderful people. Uh, have a great day. Don't forget to join us again for the 40k show tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow and then the list show tomorrow night at 5 p.m. for the final, for the Super Series final this weekend. Oh, a final! That's exciting. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Loads of love and we'll see you guys soon. Have a nice day.